Welcome back to Day Carpod. I'm Jenna and home sweet hometowns. We're here, even though it is like I how the season is going so fast and it really is quite jarring to experience it. Like it's like turned up, the dials turned up. I don't really know. Jesse's been gone for half of it. I don't really know what's happening, but I am loving it. It's one of the best seasons we've had in a long time. And I you know, like hometowns are always hit or miss. I'm, are they entertaining? Am I really like engaged in it? I was engaged start to finish last night. Well, I did start five minutes late, but I fucking loved it. And I'm so excited to have a chat this week with an old friend of the podcast that hasn't been on in a minute, but I'm so excited that they're here. Please welcome back, Limi. Hello. Thank you for having me. So great to be here. Just like a perfect way to like break up my day and get away from my work screens <laughs> yeah truly and then you're going to see Beyonce tonight I am seeing the queen tonight the only queen we recognize the only monarchy we honor yes I am going to Beyonce tonight and no I'm not taking any heteros with me thank you that's a pretty <laughs> can I don't <laughs> I saw somebody's like slideshow the other day or something of their their time there and I just saw I saw like a legit Karen there like I, she was wearing like a sparkle American flag shirt or some shit but like I was like I get she probably loves Beyonce I get I don't know who this stranger is but it gave me like a deep chill in my spine I was like this woman is definitely straight and I don't know who she voted for and why is she there you better know does she understand that America has a problem <laughs> America has a problem I better be what that draft is for. Exactly. Well, I'm so excited for you. That is so great. And so thank you for jumping on early in the day so we could get this out of the way. Because I was like, I, I love Beyonce, but I'm not going to let her stop me from talking about this episode. I am excited to talk about hometowns because we're seeing not just like a group's behavior, any drama. It's literally someone's childhood and stuff that they worked through or haven't worked through coming to the surface mm -hmm. uh, someone can pretend all they want throughout a season but somebody's mama somebody's auntie somebody's uncle somebody is gonna get you mm -hmm. uh so how are you loving this season so far i mean it i've enjoyed it like i said but it's also been so like fast-paced and it's it's just been very interesting yeah it has been fast-paced but i think there's two things going on here one Charity is not messing around. She knows exactly what she wanted coming into this. She wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to date around and I'm still like, you know, seeing what the streets are saying. She's like, no, I will leave here with someone who is ready to be married and have kids and has a stable career. Like, I think that the way she's been approaching it um, is just very evident in that. And also, she understands the job mm. of the lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Brayden? She can't turn it off, asshole. <laughs> like, she's at work. Like, you know, they told her, oh, we need you to get on your Zoom. She has been on her Zoom every single week. Every single week. Even keeping Brayden on, much to our dismay, mm -hmm. she knew she was letting Zoom go. She knew she was emotionally divesting. But... She gave the producers what they needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She yeah. did her job as a bachelorette. She understands that this is a production. She understands that people working the show have bills to pay. And when you disrupt things and you try to cut a season down to three weeks with no content for them, 
it affects everyone's paycheck. It affects their ability to pay for frivolous things like rent. In you know? <laughs> 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 avocado's house. No, right. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that, that little up real quick because we're going to talk about Nick Valal for a second because one of his critiques of her was that she was keeping around these fuckboys for too long and I was like, excuse you, what? Because you have been on the record of saying that you kept make america Korean again on longer because the production wanted you to he's literally said that into a microphone it's not just like a hearsay like he admitted that leads will keep people for 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 you know conflict and engagement and content and so the audacity of him to like judge her for that is wild when like there's no comparison corinne was in menace Braden was just an idiot, like with a great jawline. Like, can we? <laughs> I just think it's funny how it's coming from someone who is only where he is today because he was the idiot that was kept in the franchise for far too long and far too many times. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> he wouldn't be where he is today if Leeds didn't let Caitlin throw him a bone. Oh, like, let's be real. Damn, yeah, so I forgot about that. She really was like, that's hilarious <laughs> coming from him, the audacity. Um, but I love how she also was like shutting it down on social media. Like she directly, she's like, I'm not, I'm not scared of you. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> and I think to have a bachelorette step and be like, y'all go get a job, Nick. <laughs> literally piss off get a job stay away from her she doesn't like take disrespect she was like okay these are the com and she was doing it as organically she could she's like these are the conversations that i'm having you've been given chance after chance week after week to turn things around get three like Brayden had three different chances to turn things around and start acting his age and not his shoe size and yet <laughs> and yet he messed it up for himself and he ended up self-eliminating and, you know, realizing that, you know, not everything in life is the Brayden show and not everything can be about him. And he doesn't have the mental fortitude to one, be in a relationship in general and two, to be in this non-monogamous environment that is created by mm -hmm. The Bachelorette as a show. Mm -hmm. And I think that it played out just exactly the way it needed to. It wasn't like this big abrupt, like everyone's involved in the whole like villain thing. It's not like they, they didn't have to unionize, uh -huh. uh, which, but I do love a union. Uh -huh. you know, yeah, truly. Union. But they didn't have to unionize. It didn't have to get that far. She nipped it in the bud yeah. while also staying true to herself. But I yeah. will say that how things played out this week were affected by him because there's always a guy who messes up by spending their time beefing with the villain instead of going after charity and be like, hey, that's going on over there. Okay, let me distract you with us. There were a bunch of guys that were seeing Brayden off, yelling at him, punch the gas, da, 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 da. and the whole time I was like, where's charity? Like, Brayden's not your man. He's going home. Like, no, regardless, your girlfriend is in there upset as all hell. Mm -hmm. And no one's checking on her. What is up with that? Right. And so that was really interesting to see. But on in terms of like her plan of attack from start to finish, 
She weeded out the immaturity and gave the producers content for that. She, there were some guys who were not like immediate red flags, but like lifestyle wise, she was not going to end up with wrestler guy from Florida. I don't care. He had amazing vocals. Yeah. I will not on that. Yeah. You know, he might yeah. want to consider like maybe not listen to your heart, but he could try his luck at the voice. Yeah, exactly. He could try. Oh right. But you have, you know, other people who I think in this last week, I this will I don't know how this is gonna come up, but I felt like with that two on one, uh with the two on one with Tanner and Sean, she put both both of them on the same date because she was trying to figure out who her mm-hmm. favorite white boy was that week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she said she's never been to a home where someone was of a different race, which I thought is very interesting and also very relatable. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations where I've been in interracial relationships in the past, but being the Black person in the relationship, oftentimes you end up being the secret. You end up being the person who they're attracted enough to date and get to know, but they don't invest in you enough to introduce you to their family. And so I know that's something that probably a lot of people miss, but as soon as I heard that, I understood and it broke my heart. Yeah. She's deserved so much better. And these men, she asked some very pointed questions. What would it be like if I brought you home? Um, There's Tanner. It's like, have you, have you had any conversation with charity, let alone about race? Um, he doesn't, he strikes me as very laid back and nonchalant and you can be, you can't be nonchalant as an anti-racist. Right. Yeah. That's what she needs. Not just as a black woman, but as a dark skinned black woman, someone who's black from five miles away, very obvious features, even though they're, you know, she's existed in very white spaces Mm -hmm. and her body has allowed her to excel as a cheerleader growing up. uh, And she has that privilege when it comes to race there's so much that's like working against her she needs someone who's able to stand in that gap for her and if you can't do it with your family again if you're laid back if she's waiting for you just to come talk to her to make a connection you won't even flirt with her on a date there's no way that guy is gonna step in when his grandparents say something absolutely ludicrous no truly and then sean was clear his dad is maga and like it's been actually proven and it's like him's like i'm gonna fly you to my family right now like absolutely not um we're not going to florida where that's a we've cut off that state uh somebody yourself who recently um immigrated from outside of it (laughs) you left (laughs) (laughs) just like trigger i i i was like oh my god but yeah, absolutely. I I had not put it all together until last night that she had not met a white like partner's family. And it doesn't mean that she hasn't dated somebody who's white, but I, so we don't know all of her history. I also found it mind boggling to realize that she, based on her age and like how long she dated that guy who cheated on her a bunch, I was like, she, how many men, ha- like, what is her dating experience? You know, like, it was it, like it didn't concern me but it was like i want her to be single and like i don't know i was like oh maybe you don't need to be like getting married right away because you were in that relationship for like six years and you're only 27 and i'm doing the math and it's anyway that's my things i'm projecting onto her 
but I, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was, I don't think Bachelor Nation really had thought about because I don't think she'd really talked about it before. And I was like, that was so important for us to have that moment. Yeah. I think that in terms of her age at 27 can be a bit young. It depends on um, someone's reproductive goals. That's yeah. one. They want to find someone mature. That's why she's like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. There were some guys that were sent home that weren't bad guys. They were boyfriend material, but that's not what she's looking for. She's looking for stability. And she is having these very pointed questions with the men about race because those kids are going to be black in America. And in a number of places in the world, they're going to be mixed with black and that's going to be, but in America, they're going to be treated as black. And they're more than likely going to have those Afrocentric features. And so even if they adopt some of their father's features, you know, is that something that is going to cause an issue, just not just in the relationship, but with parenting? Yeah, yeah, truly. And I think she's considering that, especially like given that she's had her career established and all that. I think that that's why it's probably she's probably thinking, okay, I want to settle down and get married and find someone who's ready. Because also there is, as someone who has dated men on the other side of 30, sometimes when they hit 31, 32, and they haven't worked through their nonsense, they kind of like freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Because because they're they're aware of the timeline too. They're aware of like the idea that in theory, your partner probably does want to get pregnant soon and and so they, I could see them freezing for sure because it's just like, actually, I'm not ready for it. Because, yeah, yeah, they haven't worked through their stuff. <laughs> they haven't worked through their stuff. They haven't gotten their ducks in a row. They And like Charity right now, she is at 27. She's going through her Saturn return. Oh, yeah. Real. She's going through her Saturn return. So the men who are older than her, she's looking at them like, you've already gone through it. What is your excuse? i have it together really what is your excuse yeah and that's why i have i have my reservations about joey so let's get into these men so oh the hometowns we have one of them i mean it's a really pretty impressive top four we have aaron we have joey we have xavier and we have Dotton. great top four overall don't have any super negative opinions about any of them i do have my reservations about joey and i have my thoughts on Xavier and her as a couple but yeah it's it's she's she did good she, like you said she did good she really weeded out the men who are super immature and super weird and I really have to tip my glass to her you know yeah she got rid of that floor I'm glad that she didn't fall for Sean like I could tell when she was trying to send him home she was like bro just go home and he's like <laughs> No, I really think I can take you to my family. Like, she's like, I'm not trying to go to Florida. Like, she's trying to, you could see her like, yeah. like she was tired. She was just like, bro, I'm so tired, please. I hated that scene. Oh my God. Like, I hated that scene, but I would, I love for her that she was just like, stood her ground and was like, no, you're going home. These are, these are my final four. And then even when Zave, when she told Xavier, like, oh, I only have one more rose. She was like, I don't have to give it to you. Don't get comfortable. That was Don't so be good. Don't get in the bag. Like I'm glad she didn't like let up off his neck. So. Yeah, truly, that was such a good. Oh my god. Um. So first up, we're gonna go to Houston, Texas, to meet Aaron's family. Um. And I missed the first couple of minutes of this uh one because I was coming over to my friend's house. But I guess they didn't really do much of a pre hometown date or like meeting the parent date, and they just talk a little bit about 
um, their feelings. Aaron, I guess, at some point expresses, like, that he wishes they had gotten to, like, saying I love yous before meeting their parents. I was like, that's a little forward, sir. And then they go to meet his, his family. We got Ethel the mom, Eddie the dad, and some brothers named Edward and Eric. It is kind of funny that Aaron is named Aaron. Like, where, where the, where's the E name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I caught that too. And I was like, how do we, I'm glad there's like name, name subtitles on everything. But I'm sure Charity's head was like, who, what, where? Yeah, <laughs> Table that got edited out. Absolutely. Um, It was a cute I, I i was told by my friend connie that the mother made a ton of food and they were actually eating it on screen love it i'm saying like you don't want the mic to pick up chewing and whatever i have been a, like an audio video intern before in college and i was once given a two-hour video where i had to edit out someone chewing gum or every time they said the words and um you know <laughs> so i understand how it can be an editing nightmare. And I do feel for people who are like working on the back end of things. But I think my favorite part was Aaron's one-on-one -on -one conversations with each member of his family. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really hold back any emotion in terms of like his tenderness mm -hmm. and the level of vulnerability to the, that he has with his family. And I think it was important for him to have that moment, but important for America to see because he is, Aaron is built, okay? He's fine. You can tell, he's like, oh, what sport did you play? Blah, 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 you know? You look at him and you're like, but to see that there's like a soft interior under all that um, it was really beautiful mm -hmm. and that he doesn't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that he is someone who, when I saw that, I was like, he is ready for a part. Mm -hmm. Like he did his work before he came here and that is someone who I was really hoping would have worked out with charity. Yeah. I think we all were like, there was obviously a big connection and their first one-on-one -on -one was really great. My only like, things at times where I was, and this got broken down in the hometown, which I was so grateful for was I was starting to read him as a little bit, like kind of what J uncle Joe of Joey's family was thinking, like, are you being the real you right now? Like what is happening? And I don't think that the, the Aaron I was seeing doesn't mean that the other Aaron is like a negative Aaron, but I was just like, I feel like he's putting, he's just like saying the right things and saying all these like key phrases. And I, I wanted him to break it down and be like more. And then we saw it and he was crying with his dad. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm here for this. He is just like probably a little insecure because the camera's on him and I would be too. So if I'm reading it, you know. And yeah. uh, so that was really great. And, you know, the one thing, the mother was really wonderful. She was probably like the more skeptical mom of the bunch, um, which is totally fine. And she, you know, asked Charity of like, is it, is my son, if my son proposed to you right now, what would your answer be? I love Charity. She wrote, I would say probably not. <laughs> Her mother's face, his mother's face was like, what? And she's like, no, but it's like not because of anything. It's just like, you know, I still have three other men here and, you know, I'm not quite sure where Aaron and I are, you know? Yeah. I think that in the past seasons, we've seen moms get that kind of answer yeah. and they yeah. get so closed off and so upset that they go and they kind of sabotage the rest of the night. <laughs> I think that the way his parents handled it, their, their level of maturity and like coming to this understanding, well, yeah, it's overwhelming and you know, it's a lot and it's really fast, but we're going to support you. And this is, this is your journey. This is your journey. And we're going to respect 
you know, they're respecting what Aaron chose to do by taking this on, but also respecting that Charity has like a big decision to make and a mm-hmm. job to do. She's trying to pick her husband yeah. and do the job of being the lead on the show at the same time. Yeah, it was, it was really impressive. It was great. And they're just like, Aaron, if you are who you are, there's no reason she won't love you and it'll all work out. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> it doesn't quite work out. But not for anything that he did, you know? It was just like they didn't have enough time. They didn't yeah. have enough investment. Because he kind of wasted said, it with tattling, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, wasted it with tattling and that there was a missed opportunity. Brayden was being sent home. If I were in his position, I would have beelined to her. I would have found her immediately. He stood there yelling, punch the gas. I'm like, this whole scene that we're watching, you would have been making out with Charity right now, my guy. She wasn't. She was somewhere. And I during that episode recap, I was like, where where was she? And I was happy for it. I was like, I hope she's laying down and getting some rest and some tea and not having to deal with this like nonsense. But it would like clearly she was somewhere right for the knock knock. Are you okay? You know, like come on, uh, idiots, all of them. Um. So next up, speaking of idiots, we got Joey, who is lives in Hawaii, but is from Pennsylvania, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, which sounds a little rapey to me. <laughs> uh, it sounds I I am scared to look it up in the Sundown Town directory. If I'm being honest, yeah. that was my first instinct. Also, I. I'm skeptical of him as a white person. How is he in, how is he interacting with like the indigenous peoples and culture and land of Hawaii? Is it just like how some people are like, oh yeah, Miami, it's like a fun beach destination, but are they thinking about the communities that have been there for years and how they're interacting with like um, local Haitian communities and like the influx of immigrants that are coming in or they're just like Miami, my vacation spot. So, yes, he is very lucky to live in Hawaii. Like, it's very beautiful. But is he just taking, taking, taking? Yeah. What is he investing in the community besides tennis? <laughs> I was like, tennis? Obviously. No, I uh, I will actually text my friend later. She texted me at the beginning of the season. She's like, I, um, I'm from that area. Like, I know. I've hung out with, like, his friends or whatever. Um, and she wouldn't tell me how far he would get in the season, but she's like, we already, the whole community knows how far he gets and like everything. So I might, I forgot to message her. I wanted to message her last night and be like, okay, start giving me deets. I don't want to know how far he goes, but like, I need to know more about his circle and the like fuck boys he hangs out with. So yeah, very good point. Um, and we meet his mom, Kathy, his dad, Nick for five seconds and his uncle Joe. And then he has sisters, gorgeous sisters. Carly and Ellie, which I was like, can they be on Bachelor? I I was like, here for it. Uh, and it was just such a missed opportunity. Every single person was like, we are so excited to see this gay dad situation because the story itself is is cool sounding and it, not cool sounding, but uh, it's compelling. You and your mom had, you know, uh, your dad and mom had you and your siblings and then he came out and they divorced, but they still co-parented and are in good place together. I'm like, that is, I, oh my God, I need to know everything about it. Instead, we get nothing. We get nothing. We just get this. I was disappointed in this very nuclear household, just view of things. Um, because even if 
his dad's husband is technically his stepdad that's someone that's part of your childhood that's part of your upbringing as yeah. well right yeah. even if they're not listed legally as a parent or a mm-hmm. guardian mm-hmm. um I felt like it was a missed opportunity on like for us to see someone who has less stakes right this is someone who the man who was a stepdad a dad but didn't bother him mm-hmm. I wanted to see how honest his other dad would get <laughs> exactly about him. and knowing the gays I was like I feel like they he maybe he maybe was left out or decided to stay out because he had teeth I fail to believe that neither of his dads have watched the show before they probably watched it for a long time and they were probably like someone someone was side-eyed there oh there was more tea to be on earth if we have talked to both dads I think that in traditional queer fashion they would have read him they would have read him and they would have read him in front of charity yeah yeah no the fact that we literally just saw his dad and then we like never we didn't ever speak to him i was like there's something up like there, that that is so suspicious to me and you have you bring in this fucking random dude and he's not random he's the uncle but it's like this is yeah it's giving it's just so it was just so weird and it just like encapsulates kind of my like my suspicions of Joey. Like I don't think any of them are being real. Uh, something is off. And I just think I don't whether I think Joey's a bad person or not. I don't think so. But I don't think he's here for the right reasons. And I don't think he is mature enough for charity. And I don't think he's ready. And his uncle, I guess, did the reading for us in a sense. But it was just like at what cost, you know? Like because he was just being so negative. And frankly, rude to charity. There was something that the uncle was seeing that we don't have the full insight into yet. Because if Joey's saying, oh, this is the person that knows me better than anybody. And then that person is talking to cameras like, "Mm, no, something's off here. (laughs) And I was like, um, okay, well, he just gave us the 411. So what's going on? I think it's very, I think it was a very interesting curation of people for you to build this whole season on. I know what love is because of my dad coming out and then to not introduce us to him. One, it's like, like, come on, like, what, what is, what is going on there? We didn't ask to see straight people at your hometown. Okay. That's one. Number two, to say that because of the way things panned out, I know I can, you know, figure out being an interracial couple. It's not a one-to-one. Uh, it's not a one-to-one. You know that's what he was thinking. Proximity to queerness does not give you an insight into proximity to blackness, let alone how to be an effectively be a supportive partner and future parent of black kids yeah yeah that's yeah. not how that works it's like love is love and ultimately it won't matter and i'm like you don't understand it always will matter yeah On yeah black eyes, it always will matter even in the ways that he doesn't even realize like the reason she's thinking so much is like kids 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 if you even want to even think about trying in this country one of the reasons i left florida is because I was thinking, okay, in a couple of years, I'll be thinking about starting a family. I can't even start that process and get adequate health care. Yeah. And, and charity is starting with me. 
And colorism is something on a systemic level that affects the kind of health care the Black women receive, especially maternity health care. Mm. And I don't think he can love his love that away. He's we're not going <laughs> to buy away medical racism. No, not with his cis white gay dad who passes as straight. Like I didn't see the husband, but like this man looks like Nick Viall's dad. Like it's we're it's not like uh it's you know so yeah the diversity of it all is it's it's moot and like what do you know you're in a different fucking you know state like i i just feel like i feel like there's beef like i think he's like he literally is probably posting like love is love but like kind of hates his dad you know like there's something there there was something like where he was some kind of asshole in college yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely so mm. but before we move on what is charity apparently is super into him like it just like kept every night last night just my friend and i were just like the fuck like she's crying over him she says she's giddy it seems like she is but like what is happening i feel like what happened the reason he got a rose and aaron didn't is because aaron didn't have more time if aaron had had more time that connection would have been stronger uh could have gotten stronger than the connection with joey Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of it is one, his really intense staring, like he gives her bedroom eyes every time he sees her. He's just yeah. like drooling over her. Uh-huh. And I think that's a really, I'm not going to say manipulative, but I don't think it's like fair because you have Charity whose dating life has been affected by anti-Blackness and colorism yeah. to the point that he's finding it surprising that someone is saying, oh my God, I'm falling in love with you. Which most people don't realize, like, you could be the most gorgeous, like, Black femme in the room and still mm. have gone, like, a decade without anyone, like, validating that beauty oh. because you're not society's status quo. Mm-hmm. So then you have this guy who was drooling over her, record-breaking kiss. I was watching, the ep- like, the episode mm. um, where they were, like, walking around on that one-on-one in New Orleans. And he is kissing her, like, they're on the overnight you know what i mean yeah yeah. just like oh wow he's he's in there he's in there and i was like oh wow okay well you can be a hetero but like not around my children like it was was a bit much um and so i was like okay um there's that and so i think that there's a part of her that really likes him but i think there's a part of her that's like shocked by his validation and once that shock value wears off and she starts to get into the nitty-gritty and like you know those rose-colored glasses come off Uh. i think that she'll get down to figuring out that he's not the one he has and it's like you know it's one thing to be like i haven't been to a white family like charity has he said he has not dated the black woman. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I think that was big. It's not that she's dated a not dated a white man. It's just gone to meet the family. So, and I was like, that's a very distinct distinction that she made, and it is just very evident. So yeah, uh, you're right. Well, I hope it. I hope it. I hope it comes to roost. I hope they she figures it out. But I mean, I know she will. But um, I hope it's not. She will. As dramatic because- as it you know could be. I'm sure he's watching back thinking his uncle is the villain of his story, but I think that um, I think Uncle Joey's like saved uh, Uncle Joe saved Charity yeah. a lot of heart. 
Yeah, because then she was like, I'm, then she didn't want to say that she was falling in love with him. She was like psyching up the entire time to the ITMs. I'm going to tell him I'm falling in love. And then she couldn't. And then I think that her crying was also like uh, a little bit of her just like um, actually starting the grieving process of the relationship already, you know, whether she could see that or not. Like I, I'm letting go, like I'm saying goodbye to him right now and I'll see him next week. But no, we're saying like things are starting and that's making me upset. Um, Things are starting, and he's gonna get an overnight. He's gonna be grilled. He's probably going into that thinking he was. He thought he was like Mister Smooth Talk, Mister Smooth Sailing. Stays out of the drama, does everything right, and for his uncle to say, "Oh, he's only putting his best foot forward. You're only seeing his good. He's only showing his good side. He's not showing you everything." Yeah, and then he says in the preview we see, he's like, "It's really hard to date me." Oh, sir, she's here to get married. Like. Hard to date you. <laughs> Fucking get in line, assholes. <laughs> right before Leamy started hitting record, I was looking at this Huffington Post post. It was about how women are breaking up with their boyfriends after watching the Barbie movie because they're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> My Ken is not actually even as like awesome as Ryan Gosling. Because <laughs> like at least the Ryan Gosling's Ken was able to just be like, I like horses and it's okay um and yeah it's like i'm just here for i i i i'm so mad that charity had to wait until after her filming i don't know how it ends i don't know what happens but regardless she had to film and wrap up and do whatever she does and then watch the barbie movie no from now on every lead has to watch the barbie movie (laughs) before they start their season because i just know she was in that theater being like how did i let half of these men (laughs) You no, know, I think she's like very strategic and, you know, like she's, she's worked and she's, she's therapized people before. So she knows so how to draw things out, even when it comes to like, she's worked with children and education, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. No one has their walls up more than a preteen or a teenager. So the fact that she can get through to that demographic, she is the ways that she's been able to very subtly pull out people's inner child this entire season and talk to that version of them i was just like every single time yeah oh yeah (laughs) shit yeah (laughs) you're right the emotional like vulnerability in a lot of these one-on-one dates in the nighttime portions are is because she's like so you know (laughs) yeah it's pretty impressive um warwick couldn't handle it though he (laughs) you know what I can't even judge as someone with five Pisces placements. I could see myself falling asleep on on a date. Um, When I was single, my friends, you know, told me to consider like the whole casting situation. I was like, first of all, I do not want to go date another straight man who is like, I'm attracted to you, but I want to ignore your gender identity. I'm not doing that to myself. Two, when I found out they're filming rose ceremonies at like 2 a.m., I was like, bro, I would have self-eliminated. Week one, I would have been like, oh, this is fun. This is not for me. Like, no you're right. cool, but like, I like my sleep. Yeah, I'm going to be napping, please. I would have become the villain <laughs> if they don't give me enough sleep. <laughs> and that's the thing. If, like, Corinne hadn't done all the other things in, that she did that were, like, bad, I would have been, like, defending her because I would have been like, no, she's not a villain for taking a nap after receiving a rose. Like, it's she doesn't need to be at this rose ceremony she has a rose let the woman sleep she's like tired she's probably dehydrated like they're 
Yeah, they were feeding her alcohol. Like, Lord, like, God, the whole journey with her is... So next up, we see Xavier's hometown in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, we meet his dad, Clarence, his mom's Tracy, and his sister, Chelsea, who was just amazing. I was like, where has she been this whole season? I, I just hadn't seen her or heard of her yet. And we go and do, he does like this funny joke where he's like, well, I'm going to take you on this really exciting date. How long can you hold your breath? And then it's a knitting date, which was so cute and so intimate. And I'm just like, cannot wait for the senior bachelor. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who's just sitting here watching this knitting date going like, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be so riveting. <laughs> the senior bachelor will be riveting. I want to see the women who go on there I think I'm gonna be rooting for the women more um I just like like I previously said I consider myself a fan of the bachelorette not of the bachelor yes um yes there are some unfortunate pieces of information already coming out about the golden bachelor that when I looked at it I was like course and I hate that that's the case I hate that I had an of course moment when I found I'm I'm living in delusion land still I'm trying to just like la 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 la, but uh, it'll I'll I'll get there because listen it's the man I'm I always hate the man so it's fine but I just hate Nick more like currently you know so I'm just like fuck him and the horse he rode in but (sighs) you're not wrong still like of course like I am hoping that the golden basher casts golden women that's all I ask. That's, I know. I know. I, I have yeah. appropriate contestants and not maybe like, because if they fumble this now in a few years, like, you know, five years out of Nick's divorce, he's going to ask to be cast. No! The Bachelor. Ah. <laughs> Leave me. I'm ending the Zoom right now. Um. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> I didn't uh yeah i know somebody uh whose mom applied i don't think know if she got on or not and i heard that the the cap for how young you could be was 56 so okay you know that gives me hope we'll finally see the range of bodies that actually exist in the world yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah not it was for everybody we're a little little eye twitchy about that we're excited and hopeful for that but it's like it it's so obvious though that the only reason that they would ever even give us somebody who is not a straight size is because they're old and already deemed unattractive by society standards uh so it's pretty fucked but uh, maybe it'll like i think it'll like it'll obviously benefit though the cycle and the system and what we're talking about you know because those women will get a lot of love is which is what we've always been said those those contestants would be fan favorites they were going to be the relatable ones that everyone at home is going to be like, i'm going to buy their spawn con i'm going to follow them they're just it's insane so like i want a bachelorette who decided against the tummy tuck is wearing a bikini with her rolls and her c-section scars out and and, you know whatever else like it's yeah yeah it's good like that is honestly when you put it like that i'm like really excited because i think it's gonna be amazing and i think that they're those contestants will get so much support and love because it's gonna be so fucking relatable and great and i just i yeah i'm excited for that so like without trying to sound like i'm just like a blanket Pisces apologist 
I do think once the everyone watches this season, can people apologize to Claire for Ooh. talking about her age? Mm, please, absolutely. Yeah. There is the age that my mom was when she had me. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. She's doing, She's doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And congrats and to Claire just, on her on her upcoming baby. Everyone make sure yeah i'm I'm happy for her i'm happy that she got to like step away from society's expectations for her love life timeline her maternity timeline and also like just body stuff with her explant i don't think the men on her season would have been mature enough to walk with her through that phase of her life and so for her to have like a husband that clearly loves her deeply and like two bonus daughters and Mm -hmm. another one on the way Mm -hmm. you know it just goes to show and she's still so young she's like oh she looks so young it's like no she's she's still young no and it's so true and we really did fucking make her the senior bachelorette like it's insane we full oh my god (laughs) so i'm I'm glad the season ragged on yosef i'm glad that like (laughs) we're all like like just very much acknowledging that he's a loser so yeah yeah, truly i was just thinking about like not a single one of those men were ready for her at all like not even zach who ended up with taisha and couldn't even handle taisha um you know yeah no or like (laughs) even like 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 he just wants someone to want someone I love talking um, to you though, because I love talking about old contestants. It just triggers me so much though. <laughs> yeah, no, none of those men. So sometimes like when a bachelorette walks away without a husband, I'm like, God. <laughs> We're actually fine, actually. <laughs> I was, I, and that's actually how I felt with Katie. I really was like, no, if it's not Andrew S, then like I don't want anyone. I don't want any of these guys i was i was i was rooting for um andrew before he became friends with um everyone that is bad yeah absolutely yeah and i don't even they wouldn't have lasted either like they were not suited for each other but it was just he was the only one that was kind of redeemable um and i just yeah i think if you have it there but yeah i'm glad we you know we're actually getting age-appropriate relationships realistic relationships with people who are like okay i have a mortgage and i have shit to do like don't exactly um and so xavier is wonderful i my only like qualms with their relationship um is that i don't see the spark like i don't see the the thing that's making her giddy or cry or anything i think he's like perfect and i think they would actually be wonderful and i think that you know, maybe if there wasn't this time pressure of the show, they would be dating and then like could get married. Like, I think that they're really well suited for each other. I just don't know if she sees it. And I don't know if he sees it. There's times where it's like he's fully still holding back. And then there's times where he's like, no, and like gets emotional and is like, I do want this. And it's there's no doubt that he doesn't want a marriage and that he doesn't want to like be serious and responsible. His family echoes that. She asks all of the people there, like, is he ready? They're like, absolutely. He's been in serious relationships. Like, I don't know, but I just don't know if I see it. What do you think? I agree with everything you're saying. I do also think that, like, he's missing cues. One one half of 
being someone's person is not just saying the right things. Yeah. It's understanding yeah. their pains that they've experienced in the past and trying your very best not to recreate those pains. Mm. Give you an example. I won't go into specifics, but if my partner tells me that he experienced like a certain pain from someone that was important to him in his childhood and I go and I do something similar and overlook that it's not that I'm the source of new pain yeah but it's like I picked it a scab yeah I a scab. I didn't just like oh I, I just poked your skin it wasn't anything it's was like no I poked a scab I, I lifted it up and I don't think he fully understands what he's doing when he says things like I'm not ready for marriage I he's like and he's like he's like it's not that I'm not ready for marriage he's like no I'm ready for marriage I'm ready for this proposal I'm ready for everything um I might just not want it with you and I don't think he realizes that this isn't the first time that that's something of the, along those lines has been communicated to charity. Yeah. yeah. She has constantly said that there has been feelings of her feeling like she's not enough. And I understand completely where he's coming from saying that I've been hurt in the past and I've overextended myself mm-hmm. and all those things. And he's that that is totally valid that he would have reservations. But that's also his history of yeah. self-betrayal that he needs to unpack. And charity does not need to be punished for those sins that she did not commit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that that was pretty unfair to charity. Um, and I also think that she's had enough nonchalantness. Yeah. Good life. That's yeah. definitely not what she's looking for. And that's why I think she felt the need to make it clear. Like, I don't have to give you this rose. Like you don't have me in the bag because I think what she's starting to feel from Savior, even though she's feeling like his feelings of love and, and all these good things, I think she's also slightly feeling taken for granted. Wow. He's acting like he is all the time in the world and that he's like, well, yeah, you know, I need to be fought for too. And it's like, there's a time and place for that conversation. Yeah, And I also think that because his story is so compelling, like he got into science because of his immunocompromised mom, like, okay, disability advocate king. I don't think he sees, and I don't think he's really taking note of how Dot is coming. This man got two one-to-ones back to back and you're (laughs) back laid back, sir. There you go. But I saw his face though when Don got the first rose. They did a cut to Xavier, and he was just like, uh, "Oh God!" Like I, that's when he realized it, and that's his mistake. Like you, if you, this is how far it got before you are realizing how far behind you are, and you're taking your fucking sweet time is not gonna work. Exactly. So I, yeah, I just I agree with everything you said, and I was like, it's not. It just is not going to work out. It's not going to work out because they are both almost like having the same. They're bringing the same to the table in a way that's just like not hitting. Like they both extend way too much in the relationships and are not being met. And it's like it's blocking. It's blocking him. I don't think it's blocking her. I think she's actually very much ready to like let her partner come in and be correct for her and actually show up. She's ready for that. She's open for that. In that regard. I feel like for her and Xavier to work, they both have to self-betray. Oh. <laughs> they both have to self-betray. That's why she was like, oh, I've dated someone like Xavier before. She's recognized, I think throughout this process, 
we see her recognizing the patterns and being like, oh, I don't want to continue that. Nip that in the bud. This is what I want. I think she's very much in the mindset of what I allow is what will continue. Mm, And mm. she's like deciding for herself. She's like, I can have this. I can't tolerate this. And so my hopes are not high for Xavier. And that's not because I have a dot and bias. It's (laughs) just looking at Xavier in an isolated perspective. Yeah, exactly. He's a little too laid back. He's like, yeah, I could get engaged, but you know, like, why should I, why should I give it to you? The same thing she did with the rose. That's what Xavier's doing with the engagement. He's <sighs> dating it like a carrot. And I don't think he realizes, I was like, sir, this is not your season, mister. You can knit all the scars you want, but this is not your season. <sighs> Damn. That's actually really, that's what it felt like when he did that last week. Oh my God. <sighs> well, yeah, it's not going to work. Sorry, friend. Um, And Speaking of dot and base biases, let's get into our man, the man of the hour. Um, yeah, it's um, what can be said. My <laughs> eyes welled up when Dotton first brought out his ID. Um, so for the listeners who don't know, I'm an immigrant. I just got my green card this year, actually. Oh, great, congrats. Um, so you know, there's so much that I can relate to with Dotton. Uh, coming to this country and the expectations of not just black excellence but you have to be excellent because it's like you put everything on the line to move to America trying to stay in touch with your culture but still be great in this new world and all that comes with it um and then coming here and then facing that it, it hits you even harder when you have failures and setbacks as it's like so I gave up my whole country, my culture, like oh. the life that I once had to come here and not be at the very top. Oh. I also understand that there's pressures on Dotton being a Nigerian. I, I'm from Tanzania, but uh, Nigerians are one of the largest African immigrant groups in this country. Um, They're known for being the most um, successful, the most educated, most number of like master's degrees. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these expectations. And so I understand there's that, how that could like play into issues of self-esteem and imposter syndrome. Um, And, but he handles it with so much honesty and so much grace and is so open to letting his walls down and letting charity in to that world. I think that it's easy for people to look at their story as, you know, black woman, black man. It's easy. It makes sense. And it hasn't always been the case between African-Americans and African immigrants. Mm. There is a lot of internalized anti-blackness that gets passed around between the two groups. It's a result of, it's a byproduct of colonialism, both this country and in the continent. And so because of that, for them to come together... I think that was a beautiful thing for me to watch, to watch how her fa- his family embraced her. Yeah. Um, parents canceling a trip to Nigeria to be there. That's a big deal. Right. I was so, I was like, it got me too. I did not see it coming for some stupid reason. And it was just so, you could just tell it, it made everyone so happy. And it's, it's a huge deal. That is so sweet. And it's, it just really shows how important he is like you know to his family to like every member of his family and including his mom and dad that they would do that and 
represent themselves and where they where they came from and i'm really glad that uh yeah you brought all that up i remember thinking last week i was really touched by the way he was talking about his failures and how it's affected him but i i as a white person just didn't even think about that element of like the um model minority element and everything that would he would have been feeling like an extra sense of um failure you know or this put upon pressure um so god this is really i oh, I, I love him so much <laughs> at the end of the day i i love seeing that part of the story but i also think it's important that he's redeemed the image um that a previous immigrant of a different background um had as a runner up with another black bachelorette yeah <laughs> i defended nate people were saying red flag he hasn't brought someone home and i was like okay that's insensitive culturally because mm. my partner is the first person i've introduced to my family um in a lot of african cultures the parents our parents don't believe in boyfriends girlfriends partner whatever you're bringing someone home they bet it better be something serious yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and in the rough draft like you know did you watch the last season love is blind i did yeah was it chelsea and oh my god what is his name Kwame. thank you Kwame. um yeah i felt that and i felt out of my depth in talking about it but i was like i feel like the show is exposing uh trying to use him and his relationship with his mother in a way that was not okay but i was like even then i could tell I was like no no it's not that his mother is like fucking hateful or weird or anything it's like no clearly don't bring this woman into our life if you're not if she's not your wife but also don't get married before you she's met me either you know like that was like so wow yeah it was like you know one parents are dealing with okay we brought our kids to this new environment to this new country they're obviously going to explore other cultures that are in this big melting pot but then you add this extra layer of while we're figuring this out there's cameras in our faces Ugh. and they could have very well chosen not to be there honestly don's parents could have very well been in an airbnb right up the street sorry my cat is <laughs> i see that. he Hi. wants to be pet immediately they could have been right up the street at an airbnb or at a neighbor's house and could have said they were in nigeria and we wouldn't have known anything we wouldn't have known anything they were well within the right to not show up yes. so for them to be like come in there and say charity you're welcome here anytime to say the words oh future mother-in-law that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. And, yeah. and it wasn't, he was, Don was very honest, like, oh, I haven't brought someone home before because these are the things that I've been working on in the meantime. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. And so we don't have to come to end up coming to his defense uh, like the way we did with Nick. Cause I was like, okay, guys, let's not pick on him because he hasn't, you know, brought someone home before. You know, some people find love later in life and there's no timeline on that. But this just felt more genuine because the parents weren't, there wasn't an element of surprise from his family that he, he was ready. They were just like pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, you brought someone home? Because they got grandma involved. An African grandmother will not pretend with anybody, okay? Like he would have been roasted within an inch of his life. Absolutely. He would have been roasted within an inch of his life if they thought something was off. <laughs> that was and it's beautiful know. to see someone speak Yoruba on the show and like the fact that they brought in the translator. They're finally listening to us. Yeah. I'm 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 grateful. I feel like that um 
executive producer they hired a couple years ago is finally um, being listened to. And they gave her a seat at the table, but were they doing anything about it? No, you know, and uh, and then it probably helped that um, shithead Fleiss has been, you know, excommunicated. So uh, it, it, it was it was really great to see. And I yeah, you're right. They just they really loved her and they were giving her gifts and they were being she was like, uh, if you pick my son, I will take you to Nigeria and give you a Nigerian wedding. It was really like. I was like, there's no one at home has seen this before on this television show. Yeah, because it wasn't just, hey, you're bringing, you know, people were thinking again, like, oh, yeah, she's marrying a black guy. Like, she might marry this black guy and it would be easy. And it's like, no, they're recognizing that there is that cultural gap that she'll be need, like, she actively needs to be and feel included. And so for her to be like, I will bring you to Nigeria, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. It's like, no, we're going to not just accept you into this family, but we're going to accept you into our whole community Mm -hmm. and make sure you feel loved and make sure our kids know both of these worlds. And I think it's it's going to be great for charity because I have a friend who moved back to Nigeria after being in the States, like she left after grad school. And when I asked her, like, I already knew what the answer was. But when I asked her why she was going back to Nigeria, she literally told me, I want to go be a black woman in peace. And I think charity deserves that. Mm-hmm. She deserves to go be a black woman in peace. Her kids deserve to spend summer somewhere where they're not going to be called whatever kind of slur. They're just going to be at home with, surrounded by love and surrounded by, you know, just affirmations of all kinds. So mm. I think I, I just love that for her. And I love Dr. Totten as well. Yeah. He is a gem. He's been honest about what's scary. Mm-hmm. He's just been like very present and very there and, and has just shown up as all sides of himself and really sees to, seems to see charity i mean every time he gives her certain compliments they aren't just you're beautiful you make me a better person which is like everyone who listens knows that's one of my biggest beefs with men on this show is when they are asked why you love the lead and it's like mm, she really makes me a better person it's like you couldn't think of one thing you couldn't think of one thing about her that you liked at all. That was <laughs> emotional labor. Yeah, yeah. you that you literally could, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's like sitting here giving her real like compliments about who she is as a person, and I'm just like, yeah, that that alone is he has all of my support. Uh, but it's like that coupled with his. The way he carries himself, the way he's confident, what he does with the other people in his life and and doesn't try to like, you know, and doesn't try to dangle anything from her, doesn't try to do any any games that we see. It's just truly, truly great. But it has me fucking terrified because the show has abused me, I trust, so much. So all night last night, I was just like, okay. So they, like, I was like, I don't know. I, I get confused, but I'm like, I feel like somebody's trying to do a Peter Krause situation to me. I don't really know. Like, is, is Joey, they're trying to like get him so that we're like, ah, I don't really know what's happening because whoever she's going to send home as this second runner up or whatever, America's going to be like devastated about it. And I'm like, is that Joey? And I'm good with that. You know, <laughs> send him home. I don't give a shit. 
but then it's like but is a Dotton and like we're all gonna be fucking crushed and like I don't I'm just so and I want to trust her and I do trust her I don't trust the show and I'm so confused by the edit because the edit by all intents and purposes is like let's wrap it up it's Dotton let's fucking go but it's like is it but then it's like but then Nate was a clear runner up or a winner I think Katie was a clear uh, winner for Zach this last season. And so maybe I'm just, maybe I'm crazy. I actually didn't think Nate was a clear winner. Uh, yeah. I, I think that was a, a big self-betrayal moment. Yeah. I was just like, I was hoping for the best. Yeah. But there were so many signs of like immature and just not ready readiness. Like, okay, if you haven't, work through the ups and downs that come in a relationship you're definitely not ready for marriage yeah, if but you're it, yeah. like happy with everything when it's like on a good day yeah. he's not ready to face like like what makes long-term relationships work is your ability to handle conflict and how you grow from it yeah um and i that's just giving joey though that's why i'm just like so is dot and brandon you know like and that's upsetting me that's <laughs> upsetting me because yeah. Joey's not ready for marriage, but he, she's all giddy and wants to clearly is sober attracted to him and wants to take him to the fantasy suites and all these things. And that was kind of neat in some ways. So I can see Joey unraveling, but yeah. I am rooting. I just want to go on record. I am team Dotton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. And I'm rooting for him to the end. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm being pulled away because like, I'm being reminded I have a job. Oh, that's rude. I honestly, we're perfect timing anyway. So we did it very proud of us that i uh, yeah thank you for stating your team at the <laughs> and thank you so much for doing this i can't wait to talk to you again let's not make it as long as in between okay yes. oh my god i'm talking to myself like what's well, something up for paradise because we know that's coming yes i was gonna yeah and i need i i need to just be able to talk to my my trusted circle during that like i'm so traumatized right now of this cycle and i'm just like i need to talk to people i could love and care about through the paradise so we could just have a good time. So yeah, make sure everybody you're following Alimi at uh, Take This Rose or Take It L on Instagram. I'll link it all in the bio, of course. And um, have fun at Beyonce tonight. Thank you. Like, oh my God, please send me all the photos and videos. I will. Thank you again so much. And uh, everyone listening, thank you as well for being here for the season. It's been really fun. It's been really eye-opening and great. and. I just love you all so much. So stay tuned for next week. We're going to have a very good guest who just expect a lot of Nick Villal talk. Just I'm going to tease you on that one. It's going to be slander hour and I'm so excited. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Date Card Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast on all of the social media platforms. On Instagram and TikTok, it is at DateCardPod. On Twitter, it's at DateCardPodcast. And you can email me at DateCardThePodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by myself, Jenna Vesper. And you can find me on at Jenna with a smile on Instagram and check out all my other fun projects I have. Thank you so much to Michaela Jane for our amazing artwork and find her at MichaelaJane.com. And a huge thank you to Jed Overly for our theme music. You can find him on Instagram at JeddyBoyJames. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with your boss, share it with your mom, maybe an enemy. I don't really care as long as you share it. Okay. And maybe leave a review. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.